0: Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side. Today we're going to share the experience of Devon Loomis, who just posted his experience on YouTube Uh just this week. I mean, it was yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. And of course, by the time this posts, it will have been a a week or two ago. But um, this is just recently shared. Uh, Devon Loomis is a relationship coach, and his YouTube channel seems to be his primary source of, you know, uh, giving out information. I have not listened to or watched most of his videos. um, So I don't know much about his his uh channel but i do recommend you go to it to uh to get a feel for it if you want to get to know this person a little bit better and i acknowledge that i am sharing this straight from his youtube channel and so i want to acknowledge him and and point you in the direction of his channel devon loomis and i'll put a link in the uh show notes uh, but uh, his is an interesting experience because it is not around, um, well, I can't say it's not around death. It, you'll understand as you as you uh, listen. But I will say up front, I do not recommend you <laughs> take his approach that he will describe of seeking to go out into the desert and either get answers or die. Okay. Now, he didn't end up having to do that, as you'll see, but, uh, but I do not recommend that kind of thing. But we'll talk more about it as soon as we finish with sharing his uh, video. So here is Devon Loomis about his near-death experience.
1: My awareness started to lift up from my body. There was a separation of my body and myself. My near-death experience... When I say near death experience, I'm not talking about a couple bullets went whizzing by my face and I almost died. Or I got in a serious car wreck and almost died. Or I fell off a cliff and I almost died. Or that a crazy ex I had blew up a new car I had in my driveway and I almost died. That did happen. What I'm talking about is not an almost, but I'm talking about the experience of dying. Leaving the body. Here's my brief story. Actually before we get into all of that, I'd just like to say that so many of us are walking around scared of death with this deep fear of leaving this body, of detaching from our personality and all that we identify with as being life. However, most people that experience, actually everyone that I've heard that's ever had a near-death experience has become free of that fear because the process of dying is so peaceful. And also I've sat with many people when they are dying and it's a very peaceful process. There's nothing... To fear. I'm a little bit different. I've never been scared of death. Actually, past the age of 12 or 13, I've never been scared of death. Here's my story. I was in my early 30s and I had overcome a lot of challenges in life and I was doing the best that I could to try to figure out the highest path for myself. I just couldn't get anything to work no matter how hard I tried. I I had so many, what I felt, gifts to offer to the world. Nothing that I had was working. Even if I tried to give stuff away for free, nothing was working for me. I was delving deeply into meditation and spiritual practices and metaphysical stuff and even occult stuff, but nothing I did was able to really free me of this burdening feeling that I did not want to be here or I wanted life, the universe to show me why I was here, show up. Or take me out. That was where I was at. I was tired of being tired and especially after trying and doing so good for so long and being on a, a fairly conscious path and making a lot of progress and and nothing really unfolding for me. At least that I could see. Every path that I went down to try to offer my gifts and my skills was just shut. And I'm the type of guy that I'll go knock on the door even if I don't know the people inside. And if the door's locked, I'll go around to the back. If that's locked, I'll go to the side door. If that's locked, I'll find a window to creep in. But I wasn't able to find an entry, an entry into this life to offer the gifts that I felt that I had to offer. So I was waking up every day working a nine to five, working a job that I wasn't passionate about. I wasn't happy and nothing was unfolding on the other stuff I was working on and years had gone by years had gone by of me working this path I finally got to the point where I said enough is enough I left out one little detail the one thing that I was very clear about was that I wanted to experience the highest romantic relationship on my path I felt that I had made some sort of a soul contract with another being down here And that we were supposed to unite and I was looking for that other being what I called my soulmate the highest potential love that existed for me and at that point I had spent five years looking for this girl I had done everything that I could possibly do to find this person I was working on myself I was going out and being social in environments where she might be I was even at grocery stores looking for this person and I don't mean creepy like going up and talking to random girls but I was open It was something that I just innately knew existed for me ever since I was 17 years old and I was at a boy's ranch because I was kind of a bad kid. I was down on my knees crying out for this being that I just felt was here on this planet. So I had spent five years looking for this being, doing everything I could to find her and everything I could internally to make myself prepared. But yet nothing had presented itself in my early 30s not having really any intimate connection other than with myself and nothing unfolding for me in life, I was stressed. This is really condensing it because I'm a very intense person and I went through a lot and I was super stressed. I was at my wit's end. I made a decision that I was going to go out into the wilderness with five gallons of water because your body can sustain itself. You can remain alive a lot longer without food than water. And I was going to meditate and use that water to sustain myself until I either, either figured out why the hell I was here or die. It was going to be one or the other. I wasn't going to come back from the wilderness without anything other than that. It was going to, I was going to die or I was going to figure out and get the answers for why I was really here, how to find my soulmate, how to find an avenue, a path for me to offer my gifts in an effective way. There was no middle ground. The evening before I was going to head out into the wilderness, I was living at my parents' house. And all of a sudden, this illness came over me. It started in my stomach. It started as a cramping. It was so intense and so painful that it buckled me. And I was on the floor in the living room of my parents' house crying, screaming. It was one of the most excruciating pains that I've ever experienced. And it was like my, my internal organs were contracting and twisting and then releasing and contracting and twisting and releasing. It wouldn't let up my parents heard me and came running into the room and I was just rolling around on my side holding my stomach screaming in agony and pain on the living room floor my parents freaked out they didn't know what was going on they would never seen me in a state like that and they asked if they should call the ambulance I thought it might be the best thing but I said no so I continued to scream while my body contracted and twisted all up in itself it felt like there was an ice pick going through my internal organs, and then twisting. After about 20 minutes of this intense, excruciating pain, it started to let off. And when I say that, it was still uh, on the level of intensity, but there were breaks. There were spaces in between the twisting and the turning and the ice pick through my gut so I would think okay there maybe it's gone and then it would hit me again and over and over and over again but the gaps in the twisting started to ease up to the point where I was able to get up and lay down on the couch for about the next hour I experienced these twisting turning ice-picking things in my stomach until I started to feel kind of tired at that point everything had seemed to calm down so my parents had left thinking that I was okay And I was. I went into the other room and I turned on the TV and I started watching the news. Not because that's what I selected, but that's what was on. I was very weak, I hit the power button, news came on. And guess what's on the news? A bunch of negative crap. But no matter what was shown, no matter how negative it was, I didn't see it as negative. I perceived it as simply being an event taking place. There was no labeling. There was no judgment, there was no identifying it as being negative or the other things that were positive that came on as being positive. I simply saw them as experiences. I started to feel kinda dizzy and a little bit off, like I was losing my consciousness. There was no fear in me, but I started to feel off and so I went to my bed to lay down. As soon as I laid down, I started to feel like I was dying. And when I say that, it wasn't because of a pain. It was because I started to feel myself leave my body i mean literally consciously my awareness started to lift up from my body there was a separation of my body and myself i was fully conscious here's the kicker it felt so incredibly good i started saying to myself i'm dying wow I'm dying. While lifting up from my body, it felt so incredible, I wanted to call someone to tell them how great it felt. I tried to reach for my phone to call my best friend so that I could tell him how incredible this death process was. And my body, I wasn't able to move my body. I was separated from my body. As I was lifting off from my body, from my bed towards the ceiling, with all of the peace and comfort that I was feeling... All of a sudden, I came back into my body and was able to move again. But I didn't reach for the phone and call anyone and say, Hey, I think I just died. I sat there contemplating what had transpired. And it was so interesting in the contemplation for me how the next day I had planned on going into the wilderness with five gallons of water and meditating until I either had an insight to what I was supposed to be doing or I died and guess what happened I didn't get an insight into necessarily the next step but I knew that everything was okay I stepped into a level I was exposed to a level of consciousness to where I knew everything was okay I got clarity on just everything is gonna be okay keep going Devin keep along your path and I also died I got both now some of you may say well you weren't actually pronounced dead you didn't die okay I accept that I don't really actually know if my heart stopped If my breath stopped, I don't actually honestly know. However, I can tell you that I consciously lifted off from my body and it wasn't just an out-of-body experience. I'm going to make another video for that because I've had out-of-body experiences. There's ways of practicing consciously leaving. People call it astral projection, but there's ways of consciously leaving your body and being able to turn around and look at your body. You might think this is woo-woo, and if you are, then this video might not be for you. But this is very real, just as real as you eating cereal and watching TV in the morning. It wasn't just an out-of-body experience. I can tell the difference from that since I've had out-of-body experiences, now many. It was actually the process of death. Since that time, I've had the opportunity to play with a lot of things like past life regressions that take our consciousness, our awareness, beyond this this plane of experience. The takeaway from me is that we are much more than this physical body and this personality and this analytical mind that we think we are. And also that everything is okay. No matter how difficult life seems, no matter how crazy you might feel, everything is okay. No matter how crazy the world seems, no matter how chaotic and dumbed down and evil it seems, it's okay. It's all unfolding perfectly.
0: Okay, and that is the end of Devon's account. Very interesting, isn't it? You know, we, we kind of uh, tend to think of of near-death experiences as being something that have to be random, have to be uh, out of the blue in order for them to be somehow legitimate. And it's true that he was not expecting to have a near-death experience at this moment, but he'd come to a point of searching so intense that he couldn't wait any longer, is what it sounds like. And again, please do not do something that is life-threatening, okay? If if you're seeking answers, seek those answers and seek them as long as you need to, um, but do not put your life in danger, okay? Um, but that said, I think that may have something to do with his having had a near-death experience. And You know, frankly, if I'm understanding these correctly, we come to this life with a plan. Okay, we have blueprints for how our life is supposed to go. And yes, we can veer off of that. We have choices and we can veer off of that. Chances are, if we are trying to live a good life, if we are striving to do what's right, as best we know how, we will stumble, you know, different ways onto our path that we are supposed to be on be it early be it late i think we do tend to stumble onto the path that we are supposed to go on if we are trying and it sounds like in Devon's case he was desperate i mean he was to the point of i i don't know if it's fair to say that he was suicidal per se though it may sound that way on the surface that he would rather that he was ready to die he was not trying to kill himself he was desperately desperately seeking answers and let me tell you go to god for those answers pray for those answers because god hears you and yes sometimes he will test your faith sometimes he will test your sincerity and let me let me back up uh, some people are really cringe at the at saying he will test your sincerity it may not be that he is testing it in the sense of, well, so let's see how badly he really wants this, but rather that he is giving you the opportunity to find out how badly you want this. Basically, it may be that he wants you to learn something about you first before the answers, before you're prepared to receive the answers, prepared to receive the guidance. And it's interesting, too, that. Devon was not just, you know, I mean, he, he was going out, it, it sounds like a vision quest kind of a thing. He was going to go on his vision quest to find answers and to know what he was to do. And the result that he got was not that he knew what the next step was. He did not find the answer that he was looking for. However, he found the answer that he needed And that answer was, everything is okay. Continue on your path. That's interesting to me, personally, uh, because that is the answer that I keep getting, too. And uh, though I do not often receive clear direction, you need to do this, I do often receive the answer, I love you. Continue on your path. And sometimes it is accompanied by deep spiritual experiences. Not to the level of near death, where I'm seeing the other side, or hearing voices, or anything like that. But the feelings are very deep and very sincere. I've found myself in tears with feelings of, of answer, I guess. Feelings of, of, it's okay, continue on the path, so forth. So I encourage you, if you are on a path trying to find your way, you know, don't go on a vision quest that could get you killed. If you want to go on one that you know will be safe for you, then that's fine, go ahead, if that's what you feel like you need to do. I don't think it's necessarily required for most people (laughs) to have that kind of thing, but the really intense seeking and praying can break through the surface sometimes. Sometimes when our prayers become so intense that we find ourselves wondering if we will continue in this life because our, our drive to seek God becomes so strong, I think sometimes that opens the way for the veil to be peeked open a little bit. And it may not be in the form of a vision or a visitation, but I think often it does result in something. And when you look at, it, at Devon's experience um, compared to other near-death experiences, it's quite simple. It sounds like he simply left his body, you know, had a brief out-of-body experience. And from what we read from others' experiences, that is a very short simple experience. However, for him, it was as profound as anything needed to be. And he received what he needed at that time. And so I encourage you, if you are seeking, keep seeking and keep God in that search. That's what's going to work. So if you would like to financially support the podcast, you can do so by either purchasing the book, Life in the Spirit World, or by going to patreon.com slash ndecast and becoming an ongoing monthly contributor. You can contact the podcast either to share a comment, ask a question, or to share your own near-death experience by emailing neardeathexperiencepodcast at gmail.com or by calling 970-NDECAST. And again, our website is neardeathexperiencepodcast.org and there you will find the uh, archives of every show that we have recorded in the past. We're somewhere around 200 episodes now. So once again, thank you all of you so much again for listening.